You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is, how do I know if I am actually growing? You know, this is, I don't know of a Christian that doesn't wonder about this, unless they're yeah. very pretentious and arrogant. <laughs> Or they just don't care. <laughs> yeah, apathetic. That could be the other side of the bell curve. Number one, I think you've probably heard me say God's word, God's spirit, and God's people a thousand times. Yeah. It's not a perfect analogy, but I think if we're not in God's word, submitting to the control of God's Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and around God's people, we can't grow. Yeah. I don't think anyone can grow on what they used to study or you know, seminarians are terribly guilty of this. They'll spend years studying and then they, you know, maybe a pastor's preached a few years and they just quit and they ride on their laurels. Older men and women in Christ can be guilty of this. And the experiential Christian, how I feel, the tea leaves, so to speak, the red bird that landed on the patio when you were having your coffee nonsense. Uh, So somehow you got to have a grounding. Are you in the word daily? Mm-hmm. Are you praying? Are mm-hmm. you submitting to Christ's spirit to submit to him? And I don't, I think we overwork that kind of magically. It's in my asking God's spirit to control me. If I'm an anxious yeah. person, God, I need your help not to be anxious all mm-hmm. the time. If I'm an angry person, which I've dealt with anger for years, God, I need to calm down. I need not to be mad or angry when someone does something that triggers me. If I'm a warrior, if I'm, you know, whatever, that we're asking Christ's spirit to help me. Mm-hmm. The way he helps us is through the scripture, not some mystical, magical formula. Mm-hmm. If it was a mystical, magical formula, then we'd be talking about that all the time. Right. And the Bible does not. The Bible gives us very clear easily accessible information on how we grow. And then third, and I think it's, we have to be careful with God's people because God's people aren't always the best help because sometimes God's people are kind of wonky, but people that will tell you the truth, I would say, look for people that you would say at least look more mature, Mm. maybe a little older. They're Mm -hmm. growing in the faith. It's evident how they treat their husband or wife, how they treat their kids. What's their reputation like? I mean, there's people in your sphere of influence that you admire and respect for some reason. Yeah. And there's people in your sphere of influence, you go, that person's kind of loopy, you know, kind of goofball. Just use your common sense, God's word, God's spirit, and look for God's people. And I tell, I think introverts and people that are quiet have a really hard time reaching out to other Christians Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to say, I'm really struggling parenting my four-year-old right Mm -hmm. now. I'm really Mm -hmm. about to kill my husband. He's never at home. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go crazy because my wife is, you know, she's got no time for me. All she wants to do is her, you know, whatever thing she's into and her kids. And she's got, I mean, you need someone who's more mature, a little further down the road than you. God's word, God's spirit, God's people. To me, those are simple easy ways to put a handle on am i around this enough so that i can say okay am i growing in this area Hmm. what if we listened to that and did a quick self-assessment and went yeah i'm not really (laughs) like growing i can't really say i'm intentionally pursuing any of those things first thing is got to get in the word every day even if it's just five minutes at our church we give a little book out called The Handbook to Prayer. We've had Ken Boa on the program before. It's the best paint-by-numbers theological how-to-pray of any tool that I've ever seen or used. I love 
Valley of Vision and other ones. But even if you just use that, because it's scripture. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so much scripture. Very yes. well organized scripture. And you read three or four verses, and then he says, pause to praise and adore God for some trait you just read about. And then there's a section on confession. Pause and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you unconfessed sin. And it's paint by, but you're just reading scripture and you're praying. So we ask our church folks to, if they land here at Stonebridge, we say, if this is home, we're going to give you a copy. I want you to do it every day for 90 days. I'm not going to bug you or pester you or guilt you, but you ought to do this five minutes or 20 minutes a day. And I would say, again, I don't follow up or ask for accountability. Maybe I should. But people will come to me and say, you know, this has changed my prayer life. Mm. It's changed my getting Mm -hmm. in the Word. Any tool like that will help you get in the Word. But, you know, I don't have time. No, everybody's got the same amount of time. Don't give me that gas. You have time. You just need to make a choice. If you want to grow, you have to – if you want to run a marathon, you can't decide tomorrow to run it. you got to train. And if you want to grow in the Word and in God's Spirit, you've got to make choices that get you there. And I would add, Christ isn't mad at you. He's not, you know, punishing you because you're not growing. I mean, you might be under the conviction of Christ's Spirit because you're living in sin or something. But if you're apathetic and not growing, he's not going to like, okay, until you get your act together, Uh you know. He's a loving, personal Father, God who died for our sins, he loves us more than we can measure. Do you want to grow? The one thing I've learned in 42 years of pastoral ministry, I can't change anybody or make anybody do anything. I can't guilt them or shame them. That might change behavior for a week. I can motivate and encourage, but they have to decide, I'm going to open a Bible. I'm going to start reading it. I'm going to pray. Buy an inexpensive new Bible with no notes in it, with a wide margin, read one proverb a day and write one note in the side mm-hmm. and pray. And I've gone through every tool and every little you know technology. I carried a checkbook register. Did you ever have a checkbook register where you mm-hmm. wrote in the top when you? Mm-hmm. I carried a checkbook register and I would put the date and I would write people's prayer, prayer requests oh, uh-huh. and then when it got answered. The dumbest thing I ever did. But I did that all through college. I carried a checkbook register in the little plastic thing, not checks, just the register, <sighs> and I wrote prayer requests. It was a way to get me praying. Yeah. And in the front of my handbook to prayer are two pages of names, yours and Tyler's and the grandkids. And, yep. and those are the names that I pray for regularly. Don't make this hard. My encouragement is as you get into this over time, it's not that you have to, it's that you get to. Yeah. It's not that you should, it's that you can. And that to me was a transformational change mm-hmm. after doing the 21 days every day. And then, the you know, you've heard my story. I did that in college. I said, someone said, if you do something 21 yeah. days in a row, yeah. it becomes a habit. No, 22nd day, I still don't want to right. do it. Right, of course. I did it four out of five days, five out of seven days, six out of seven days. And then one day I thought, why am I not doing this on Sunday? This is dumb. That's the one day I probably should be in the Word before. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he's not mad at you if you miss, but, you know, it's like you have the most incredible relationship on the planet waiting for you. Mm. You need to make the choice. Is this a priority? Mm. Now, the last thing I would say, Alexander White had a quotation. I'm probably going to completely destroy the quotation, and I'm not sure it was Alexander White. <laughs> But I think it was when I first read this quote, the closer to Christ you become, the more of your sin you will see. Yeah, yeah. 
something to that effect. And I believe that, you know, that when you're in the Word, when you're praying, when you're around other godly people, you're very aware of your yeah, sin. Yeah. So that's a strange way to say, but I think that shows growth. Yeah, I think a lot. My small group leader in college, Sonia Lavelle, essentially helped me reframe what spiritual maturity looks like. And it's not my flesh getting better. That could happen in some ways. And certainly there's fruit, whatever. But it's, you know, she was like, Hannah, you think spiritual maturity equals your flesh looks better. And really it equals your greater awareness of your dependent, your desperate need for Jesus. And that just changed the visual for me. Of like me, like falling further and further onto the ground, into the ground, yeah. <laughs> just realizing prostrate in front of the cross. Like I cannot do anything apart from the Lord. Yep. And maybe some of my flesh will look better or not, but it's really not about that. Well, Jack Elwood, whom you know, Jack Elwood was the one I was pastoring in Northern Virginia. And he was the one that gave me the dope slap. He said, Michael, you're mm. a disciplined guy, but you can't make the flesh any better. Yeah. I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like that, you know, but he was right. And I almost liken it to when you're in high school, you got kids that are, you know, they're going to do their homework and their project ahead of time and they're yeah. going to make A's and they're going to knock themselves out. Yeah. And you got those that are really work hard or the B and C student. And you got those that are like, I'm going to do the least effort possible yeah. just to get Pass. by. Yeah. And those that could care less and who flunk. I think that's a pretty good you yeah. know, picture of the Christian life. If you do all the best you can and make A's, that doesn't mean you're growing spiritually. Right. Now, those are great constructs to make good grades and to be disciplined and create discipline. The last thing I would say, Fred Smith's comment was that maturity is when discipline becomes a reflex. Hmm. So when I get in the morning, I'm not doing it out of sheer discipline because I know I should as a spiritual discipline but it's a reflex. Mm. I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I miss it if mm -hmm. I don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. That to me is a good indication that I'm growing. All right. Call us, text us, email us. The info's in the show notes. Ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context ministry. You can find more shows and biblical resources at michaelincontext.com. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. <laughs>